Welcome to Scale Up and Grow, a podcast from Turning Point Training and Development, where we discuss everything you need to know for your own personal and professional development and growth. Here's your host, Mary Ricketts. Imagine the things that we could all accomplish. Imagine how much more we could get done if, if (laughs) we had a little bit better self-control. So here's the question. Would you like to have more self-control? Let's be honest. Some of us may be like, nope, I'm good. I'm done. I've had enough of that. Um, I'm not interested. But I want to talk and share a little bit with you about developing your ability to really control yourself. I can remember years ago, depending on on your age, you remember when the Just No campaign came out and it was all about just saying no to drugs. And if we think about it, it's really saying, just say no because we need to operate in self-control. I was checking out the definition of self-control on psychologytoday.com, and here is how they define it. It is the ability to manage one's impulses, emotions, and behaviors, catch this, to achieve long-term goals. Think about that. It is our ability to manage our impulses, our emotions, and our behaviors with the purpose of achieving long-term goals. So I'm going to share with you um, a little bit about how to develop your ability to control yourself. We are guided by our discomfort, and some of us more than others. This is what I'm talking about. When you want to finish off that entire bag of double stuff Oreo cookies <laughs> or that entire bag of potato chips. But then there's a level of discomfort that slowly grows as you avoid giving into it, right? That's the same discomfort that appears when you need to get some work done and the football game is calling you or your favorite TV show is calling you. You're on Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, whatever your thing is, and it's calling you. Self-control is really all about dealing with that discomfort and taking the proper action anyway. Think about that. It's really about how do I deal with the discomfort and then how do I still take the action that I need to regardless. The more you give in to that discomfort, guess what? The more chaotic your life will be. Mm -hmm. Some things are important to get done, no matter how uncomfortable the idea makes you feel. I'm going to share with you um, some tools. Let's let's talk about some tools and tips and techniques on how to uh, control ourselves a little bit better. Here's the first thing I want you to think about and consider doing. Meditate. Okay, some experts on the topic of self-control and willpower believe that meditation is the single most powerful tool to boost your level of self-control. Here is what's interesting, and some research has shown this, that brain scans show that the areas associated with memory regulation and decision-making grow in those that meditate 
regularly. So then the question sometimes is, well, Mary, how long do I have to meditate? What is it? How do I get it started? Listen, you guys, there's there's so much information out there. You can take a look. Uh, Psychology Today is a site that you can go to. Um, but take a look at that. You guys know that there are apps out there that can help you do whatever it is. But here's the thing. A few minutes a day is all that's really necessary. Ha ha. I challenge you. That's your first challenge. Try that. Try it for three days in a row. Let's see how that works for you. And then, of course, you know, I'm going to tell you to extend it and then keep that going. So that's the first thing. When we're talking about how can you can develop your ability to control yourself, how do you can increase your self-control? The first one is to meditate. The second one I want to talk to you about is taking frequent breaks. It is easier to work on something that we really don't want to do, especially for those of us who battle with uh, procrastination a little bit is if it's something I really don't want to do, here's what I can do to help myself. I can give myself a break. So my breaks become my reward. I know it's kind of silly, but it, it tends to work. I'm not saying it's going to work all the time, but it, it tends to work for me where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do something for 30 minutes and then I'm going to take a five minute break. When you take that break, you are really allowing yourself to recharge those uh, mental batteries that we have. You work, you take a short break. Here's what you have to be careful. You have to be careful taking too many short breaks and not getting back to work. But think about taking frequent breaks and you're going to realize what your time limit is. Yours may be 30, someone else like Mary, no, I can go 90 minutes. I could, whatever it is for you, try it. Do 30 minutes, take a five minute break. Do 30 minutes, take a five minute break. I have learned, especially with um, uh, one of my teenage sons is when he's working, you know, on assignments and especially we're working on online assignments. It's like, hey, I just don't, hey, go 40 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever I think I, it'll take him to really kind of get enough done on that assignment. Hey, and then take a 10 minute break. And guess what I do? I put the timer on for him. Because I don't want him wasting time looking at the clock because you guys know that's the next thing we would do is like, is it 30 minutes yet? Is it 40 minutes yet? Whatever that time is. And then, of course, I set the timer on the break time as well. Try that one. The next one I want you to consider is have a daily routine. You all, this is a challenge for some of us because we just kind of get up and, and, and do things rambunctiously. But I want you to really think about that. Have a daily routine. Research has shown that making decisions zap your self-control. Okay, Daily routines remove a lot of your decision and help you really uh, preserve your willpower. So here's something that um, actually we, we just had a workshop recently uh, with about 40 teenage girls and we were talking about time management. And guess what one of them was? Coming up with your daily routine. One of the things you can do, and I know it seems, you know, um, small, but choose your clothes that you're going to wear the night before. That's one less thing you have to deal with in the morning. Thinking about those routines. Is it clothes? Is it packing lunches the night before? What can you do to give yourself um, something simple to do? Eat the same thing for breakfast each day. Doesn't that sound crazy? I can't remember who it was, but it was one of the multimillionaires. Can't remember if it was Steve Jobs or, or who it was, but it was so interesting when they're like, 
I don't want to think about what I'm going to eat every morning. I eat the same thing for breakfast. And I thought, huh, that's interesting. Because most of us are thinking we don't want to eat the same thing for breakfast every day. I don't want that. Think about it. And maybe what you could do is work on it, say, hey, I'm going to eat this two days in a row. I'm going to eat this two days in a row and plan it out. Consider at least planning it out. Um, I recently just purchased um, the oatmeal pack cups already in the cup. (laughs) Here's what's interesting. I actually bought them for me, but my grandkids wind up using them. I'm like, well, I guess that was easy, huh? Because it was something simple. Think about it. What's your daily routine? Start off with something simple. Lay out your clothes the night before. Oh, watch this. Um, As my mother would tell you, lay them out and have them ironed (laughs) the night before. Think of one thing that you can start each week to work on your daily routine, okay? Creating routines to minimize the number of decisions that you have to make each day. There was another person that I can't remember. It was a female, and I know she was an executive level. She literally created herself a uniform, right? She created herself a uniform. She's like, I do not want to think about what I have to wear every day. Simple. Here are you know, four blazers, four skirts, you know, boom, boom, boom. And that's it. And that's what she wore. Now, I don't know if she did something different on the weekends, but during the work week, she basically created herself a uniform. Consider something as simple as that. The next one I want you to think about, and this one's really going to kind of sound silly because you think, well, Mary, don't we do that anyway? Ha, think about this. Have exciting goals. Goals that inspire you will keep you motivated. It doesn't always have to be financial, right? It doesn't always have to be, I want to make this amount of money or I want to close these many deals. But think about an exciting goal that you may want to have, right? They also make it easier to avoid distractions. When you have goals that you are excited about, they also will help you minimize distractions. So the question now is, what are your goals? Write them down and ensure that you're excited by them. Do not write a goal down that you know you could care less about, all right? Think about what that is. It could be as simple as, you know what, one of my goals, I want to play a board game at least once on the weekend with the kids or the grandkids. Think about that. It could be something simple, you all, or it could be something extravagant. The key is make sure you are excited about it. And then I want you to think about this next one. Use your powers of self-control wisely. You don't have an unlimited supply of willpower, right? It won't last. It won't last for long. For that reason, I want you to think about taking on your most disagreeable I call them the unfund, (laughs) the unfund tasks first. Those are the tasks that either aren't fun or I feel like they take the fun out of me. But guess what? Those are the ones we need to do first. Use your self-discipline in a planned way early in the day. There's a book out um, that's quite old, you all, and it's called Eat That Frog. 
And in a nutshell, what it was really saying is, you know what, do what's most uncomfortable for you first. Do what you don't want to do first thing. As soon as you can, get that one done first. By the afternoon, when you are running on uh, fumes <laughs> and it's too late to do anything major or long or super difficult, plus you probably don't want to then anyway, guess what? You already got the tough stuff done. All right. So use your self-control powers wisely. Try and get the tough stuff done first. All right. Because by the time the late afternoon comes or the end of the day comes, you are running on fumes and it's probably too late in the day to start something difficult. All right. Here's the next one I want you to think about. Use accountability to your advantage. OK. Announce your intentions to the world or better yet, which is something that we love to do. Find an accountability partner. All right. Make yourself accountable for your actions. One of the things I uh, had the uh, honor of doing a couple years ago um, with our John Maxwell team is we got to create teams of three and we were accountability partners and we didn't do it uh, every day, but it was once a week, right? Once a week, you had to share what your action plan was for the upcoming week. And we did it for like seven weeks straight, same group, same time. And your meeting lasted 30 minutes. Each person got to go for 10 minutes and it was phenomenal. And we do something like that for um, our clients as well, where whoever it is, we can be your accountability partners. And it's just part of our coaching um, for your goals um, that we have available. It is, but when I tell you guys, it works. You make yourself accountable and then you have accountability partners. You might be willing to let yourself down, but it's so much harder to let someone else down. And it's also hard to deal with embarrassing yourself. So which means you can't lie about it, right? If you, if you shared with the world that you are going to hit this goal by the end of the month and you don't, you're going to feel embarrassed. If you posted it in your office, if you shared it on Facebook or, or you put something on LinkedIn, it's like, hey, let's have an accountability month. You know, we're going to do it every week. It is embarrassing. And if you're honest and you're truthful, and you're going to operate in integrity. You're not going to lie about it. It's like, hey, I missed the mark. Ah, pick it back up. All right. The next thing that is really key is getting rid of distractions. Getting rid of distractions. Um, if you're trying to lose weight, you know what you need to do. You need to get out all the junk food in the house. If you're trying to write a novel or write a white paper, turn off your uh, internet and your cell phone. And here's the thing. I'm going to give you something. It's easy to say, oh, I'm going to turn it off. I dare you to actually unplug your router to your internet access, especially at home. I dare you. I dare you to, whatever that distraction is, go put it in your car. Go put it in your car. It is so easy, even with our cell phones, to just say, oh, I'm just going to take a quick look. Nope. And those of us that have the uh, the the watches that tie to our, our cell phones, take that thing off. 
Because you may be like, I'm not going to look at my phone, but you can feel that vibration on your watch every time an alarm hits or, or whatever you're doing and the notifications. I challenge you, take it off. Make it as easy as possible to stay on track. So the question now for you is, what do you find distracting? What do you find distracting? Is it your cell phone? Is it the notifications popping up on email? Is it a certain sound in the office or in the house? What is it that's distracting to you? And what can you do to get rid of that distraction? Consider using a timer. Anyone can focus well for a few minutes. Set a timer for five minutes and see how much you can get done. All right. And then increase the time as your ability to focus grows. All right. The use of a timer actually stimulates your ability to focus. It's also easier because you know that the time requirements are limited. Let me tell you something. I have tried it with myself, but I've also tried it with my teenager. I remember letting him know, listen, you got 40 minutes to get this done. All right. And I know that it may be a lot, but guess what? It's amazing how much he can get done when I give him a time frame. And guess what, you all? We are the same way as adults. It's like, you know what? I've got 40 minutes to get an article written. I've got 40 minutes to get this blog written. I've got 40 minutes to take care of uh, invoices getting sent out. It's amazing what you can get done when you have given yourself a timelet. So I challenge you, use a timer. And it's easier because you know that the time requirement is limited. (laughs) Think about that. Think about that. When you know that that time requirement is limited, you only have a certain amount of time to get it done. Get it done. Get it done. Self-control is that ability to take the proper action in spite of your feelings about the situation. Self-control can be learned and it can be cultivated. We just have to be intentional and we have to take it one step at a time. Those with a lot of self-control, guess what, you guys? They enjoy successful lives, assuming they can make smart decisions. On the flip side, if you make great choices, but you can't get yourself to follow through, guess what? Your life is going to be a mess. (laughs) Use the strategies that I've shared with you. See what resonates with you. Work on that. With time and effort, you can develop a level of discipline that would make uh, that drill sergeant proud of you. I'm Mary Ricketts. To your success. Thanks for listening to this episode of Scale Up and Grow from Turning Point Training and Development. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, check out all of our on-demand training courses at turning-point.newzendler.com. That's turning-point.newzendler.com.